Welcome to Impact Church's podcast with Pastor Travis Hearn. Pastor Travis also serves as the team pastor for the NBA's Phoenix Suns and has served Major League Baseball as the team chaplain for over a decade. Today, he leads us with a powerful and hope-filled message. We're so glad you're tuning in, and we believe that wherever you're listening from, that God will impact your life through today's message. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life. I want to read to you from Joshua chapter 1 for just a minute here. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read you the first nine verses. Nine verses. Joshua 1. Here we go. After the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide. Joshua's Moses' right hand man. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites, and I give you, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Verse 4. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, to the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. One person's excited about that. That's good news. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse six, be strong and courageous. Somebody say that out loud. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse seven, be strong and courageous. Say it again. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be what? successful wherever you go. Verse eight, keep this book of law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. How many ready for God's word today? You ready for the word? If you're ready, look at somebody and say, let's get to work. Come on, let's get to work. Let's get to work. I I really like verse two because, I mean, I really like all nine verses, but I really want to look at verse two for a minute again because he says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give you to the Israelites. He says, get ready to cross the Jordan River. I only got about three hours of sleep last night. I have been in a spiritual battle to give you this word today. And the word that I am supposed to give you today is to get ready. Is to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready for God's blessing. Get ready for God's blessing. Come on, tell somebody. Get ready for God's blessing. Tell somebody that you love, tell them, get ready. Tell somebody that you don't love, I don't think you're ready. Tell somebody you don't know, I don't think you're ready. 
you might not be ready. You might not be ready because I, I want to preach today a sermon, get ready for God's blessing. And, and is anybody else excited about the fact that you can have God's blessing in your life, on your life, on your mind, on your body? on your relationship, on your marriage, on your children. Anybody excited that God's a blessing? God, God has a blessing. God has a blessing for you. God has a best for your life. God has a promise for your life. He has a promised land for your life. Let, let me say it like this. God's plan for your life is so great. It's so great. That if you knew all the intricate details today, it would absolutely stop you in your tracks. It, it would both terrify and excite you if you knew everything today. God has a blessing for your life. Now, now some people, probably not you guys, probably the 9 a.m. service, but some people, they are not ready. Some people, they will never be ready. Some people will sleep right through what I'm saying today. And no matter what I say, no matter how I say it, some of y'all are going to leave this church still not ready. See, some people are not blessable. Some people are not blessable. See, everybody wants God's blessing. Everybody wants God's blessing. But not everybody is blessable. They're not ready for God's blessing. See, if you want God's blessing, anybody want God's blessing? If you want it, there, there, there is a posturing of your heart that needs to take place. There is a positioning of your life that needs to take place. See, everybody wants God's blessing. They want God to do his part. They just don't want to do their part. So, so the question is today for yourself is, am I blessable? See, they want, they want God's promise without the positioning of their heart. They want God's promise without the posturing of their heart. They, they want the promise without the process. And that's impossible. So today in your outline, I, I want to give you four ways from this passage that you need to position yourself if you want God's blessing. Four ways. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for your presence and your anointing, God, that you would speak to us. God, that we would not leave this place the same way we walked in. God, move us forward. We pray this in Jesus' name. We all say, amen. Fist bump somebody and tell them the devil is a liar. Come on, tell them the devil is a liar. I want to just jump in and give you four, four ways to position your heart for God's blessing in your life. Okay, number one, number one, if you're ready, say bring it PT. Number, number one, if you want God's blessing in your life. Number one, stop dwelling in the past. 
What direction is your life focused? What direction is your heart focused? What direction is your heart positioned? See, if you want to step into God's promise, it, it demands, it demands that you step out of your past. If you want to step in to God's presence, it demands that you, you step out of your past. You can't have it both ways. See, some people are trying to have it both ways. I, I want to move forward with God, but I really like my past. I want to move forward with God, but I, I keep looking backward. And, and this is what your spiritual life looks like. You, you've gone nowhere. You're not moving forward. and you're, you're just teetering back and forth. Man, I want God, but I also want myself. I want to move forward in freedom, but I also kind of like my old lifestyle. Right. And so I'm just going to teeter back and forth and you're going nowhere. You cannot step forward and backward at the same time and get anywhere. Look at verse two again. Verse two. Moses, my servant, is what? Dead. Moses is dead. Joshua, Moses is dead. You're the leader now. This is a defining moment for Joshua. Joshua, you're the leader now. Moses, by the way, was one of the greatest leaders in the history of humanity. Imagine taking over for Moses. Joshua, Moses is dead. You're moving from assistant GM to GM. You're moving from assistant coach to head coach. You're now moving from vice president to president. You're the leader now. Defining moment. Moses is dead. He is dead. This is also a defining moment for the Israelites. Because all they knew was Moses as their leader. All I know is Moses. Moses is my leader. Moses led me out of Egypt. Moses was the guy that received the Ten Commandments. Moses, he was the guy that followed God and we followed him. Moses was the mouthpiece of God. Moses performed the miraculous by God, but Moses is dead. Joshua, you're the new leader now. So he says, get ready. Look at somebody and tell him, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Tell them like you got some conviction in your soul. Like get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because it is time to move on. Impact Church, God wants to tell you today that it is time to move on. God is telling you this morning that I have a promise for your life, but you got to stop dwelling in the past. He's trying to tell you today, no more looking back. No more pity party. By the way, what's the pity parties do for you? They do anything? you have a choice. You can throw a pity party or you can throw a praise party. You have a choice. The choice is yours. No more looking back. It's time to look forward. Moses is dead. Yes, that person hurt you. Yes, that divorce hurt. Yes, that betrayal hurt. Yes, you went through excruciating pain. Yes, that failure was embarrassing. Yes, you've been dwelling in guilt and shame and fear and doubt and insecurity. But God is telling you today, it's time to get ready. It's time to move forward. It's time to get ready. It's time to move forward. And it's time to position your heart for God's promises. 
See, this is crazy to me because this was actually one of the struggles with the Israelites. One of the mental battles of the Israelites was dwelling in the past, was looking backwards. Their, their problem was looking backward. Do you guys know the story? They were slaves in Egypt. They were slaves. Moses led them into freedom. No longer slaves. They were free. No longer bound. They were liberated. They were liberated. And still, over and over and over again, they griped and they complained and they murmured about the journey. See, sometimes we can become so short-sighted that we'd rather go back to the familiarities of bondage than to walk by faith into freedom. Look, look at somebody and tell them this. Don't go back to the things you prayed yourself out of. The Israelites, man, they're so short-sighted. They're so short-sighted. The, the Bible says they griped and complained. Exodus 16, this is what it says. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. Because there we sat around with pots filled with meat. I mean, we might have been slaves, but we had so much food. And we ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. Short-sighted. God had just done miracle after miracle after miracle. God sends them one of the greatest leaders in history, Moses. God sets them free. God sends the ten plagues onto the Egyptians. God gives them the Ten Commandments. God leads them to the Red Sea, through the Red Sea. God has the Red Sea swallow up their enemies. And yet they're like, I got an idea. We should really go back and be slaves again. Right? We should go back to our bondage. Short-sighted. Short-sighted. Listen, don't become so short-sighted that you become blinded to God's vision for your life. Stop looking back to what used to be and start looking ahead to what is going to be. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy how easy it is to forget all the miracles of the past and all we can focus on is the mountains of the present? See, some of you today, some of you, not all of you, some of you, you're in a wilderness season today. You're, you're in a wilderness season. You're in a desert season. I see y'all waving. It's hot, baby. It's welcome to Phoenix, Arizona. It is hot. These air conditioning, we put crack cocaine in them before church and they're still not hot enough. They're still not working like we need them to, but it is hot. I'm right this hot. I got my preacher washcloth. It's so hot right now. So I, I apologize. This, this, the heat is almost over. It's almost over. It'll be, it'll be over and then it'll be right back again. And so I, I, I wanted to speak to you that are in the wilderness season because some of you are in the wilderness season. You're in a desert season today. You've, you've been wandering around the, the, the desert of life. Life kind of feels dry, right? Life kind of feels like it's dried up. Your relationships maybe have dried up. Maybe you feel forgotten or lonely or you feel abandoned. You're in a wilderness season. Listen, listen, be careful because sometimes you can become so short-sighted that you cannot see that the wilderness is the bridge to your blessing. 
You have got to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the wilderness. Stop dwelling in your past. This is how Isaiah 43 says it in verses 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Say that out loud. Forget the former things. Don't dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. God's doing a new thing. He says, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and I'm making streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. So the question is, which way is your life positioned? What direction is your focused position? What is the posture of your heart and your mind? See, some of y'all are standing on the edge of the Jordan River, but you're turned backward looking toward your Egypt, and you're in no position to enter the promised land. Some of you think you're going to just back your way on into the promised land of life. You've got to turn and fix your eyes on the future. Paul said it like this in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. He said, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Read the rest with me. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what it is ahead. Let's stop for a minute. Let's stop. He says, and straining. Doesn't that paint a great picture? It's a powerful image that if you really want God's blessing in your life, it is not going to come easy. I'm straining toward what is ahead. Let's move on. Let's move on. I press on. I press. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Stop dwelling in the past. Okay, number two. Remember, don't ever forget that God is with you. Look at this verse two again. Actually, it's not verse two, but look at this verse with me again. He says, as I was, what? With Moses. As I was with Moses. Say that out loud. As I was with Moses. So I will be with you. And I will never leave you and never forsake you. As, this is a word for you right now. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This is somebody. Verse five is for somebody. So I will be with you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. If, listen, if you want to step into God's promise, you've got to learn to stand in God's presence. Listen, because some, some of y'all have been missing the entire idea about God's blessing. Some of y'all have been missing the entire idea about God's blessing. God bless me. God bless me. God, I want your blessing. God, I want your favor. And, and you think, you've thought that the blessing is the promised land, but the real blessing is God's presence. See, you've been thinking that God's blessing is a possession or, or it's money, or, or it's power, or it's promotion. You've been thinking that, that God's 
Blessing is something of this world, but God's blessing is his power and it's his presence. You know what the word says? It says the things of this world will pass away. Some of y'all working so hard for the things of this world, man. You just grinding your life into nothing, working for the things of this world that are going to pass away. Man, if I could just get this, if I could just get that, if I could buy this investment, that investment, get this property, if I get that, and if I this business venture, if I could do this, man, if I could, and it's, it's, it's like here for a brief moment in the eternal timeline of history. The things of this world will pass away, but God's presence will always remain. L- listen, this world will always change, but God's presence remains the same. In other words, Moses is dead, but my presence is still with you. And Moses wasn't actually the secret sauce, Israelites. I was the secret sauce. My presence is still with you. And as I was with Moses, I will always be with you. Things aren't going to look like they used to. But I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And that's important to know because everyone else in your life might walk out on you. But God will never leave you and never forsake you. The world could cancel you because that seems to be a cool thing to do nowadays. God will never cancel you. That man might walk out on you. God will never walk out on you. That woman might have left you. But God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. This is what the real power of the blessing is. It's God's presence. It's his presence. And in, in the Bible, there was this dude named Job. And, and I know some of you that need a job, you've been reading the book of Job because you thought, man, if I just read Job, God's going to open a door. But it's actually Job. And it's the craziest story because I, I want to give you some background on Job. Job, the Bible says he was blameless and he was upright. Like, he was a good dude. He, he was right before God. That's what that means. The Bible says he feared God and he shunned evil. Anybody else can say that for their life? That's a no. I fear God. Yeah, I do fear God, but I don't know if I shun evil so well. Right? It Fear God and he shunned evil. The Bible said he had a great reputation. In fact, the Bible said he's the greatest man of the East. He was married. He had 10 children. He had seven sons and three daughters. He had a big family. He was wealthy. He, he had 7,000 sheep. He had 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. He was wealthy. And then one day, in the first chapter, by the way, he loses everything. Because you know what? You can think you have everything, but if it's a worldly thing, it can be gone tomorrow. It can be gone tonight. So it says he loses everything. He loses everything. In a matter of one day, he loses his livestock, his children. He, uh, he, he loses his house, his reputation. He loses his reputation. His friends accused him of walking in sin and abandoning Jesus. His own wife told him to curse God and die. So he loses it all. You know what I love about Job? is this one verse, verse 21 in Job chapter one. Look what he says. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked will I depart. 
This is the part. This is the part. This is the part right here. He says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. I'm going to praise God anyway. I'm going to praise God anyway. Number three. Let's keep moving. Number three. If you want to get ready for God's blessing, number three, be strong and courageous. Courageous. Because life takes some strength and some courage. If you want to walk into the promised land of your life, God is telling you to be strong and be courageous. Let's say it again. Be strong and be courageous. Listen, God will never put a calling inside of you without also putting the courage to fulfill it inside of you. God will never call you without giving you the courage to fulfill it. Joshua, Moses is dead. (laughs) You're the new leader. And, And this is what I love about this. God loves us enough to tell us again And again and again. This is what I love about it. Because he says three times in the first nine verses. Three verses are dedicated to telling Joshua to be strong and courageous. Three of them. Look look at it. He says in verse 6, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Verse 9, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know what I love about this verse so much? I'm glad you asked, because I'm about to tell you what I love about these scriptures so much. These are the exact same words that Moses told Joshua right before Moses died. Literally the same words. Look at this, Deuteronomy 31, 6 and 7. Then Moses summoned to Joshua. Joshua, come here, young fella. And he said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. So Joshua, here's these words from his leader. Listen, young fellow, you're going to need to be strong and courageous. You're going to need to be strong and courageous. You're going to need to be strong and courageous. Moses dies. Then God echoes the exact same words as Moses. Be strong and courageous. I love this because God loves you enough to keep telling you. He loves you enough to keep encouraging you. He loves you enough. It's not a one-time thing. He keeps going with you. He keeps talking to you. He keeps giving you signs. And he keeps giving you wonders. Listen, Impact Church, God is telling you the same thing today. He's saying, get Ready, be strong and be courageous that God is with you. When you step out into that water, be strong and courageous. When you get into the middle of the water, be strong and courageous. When the people around you are freaking out, be strong and courageous. When the people who look up to you are afraid, be strong and courageous. Don't stop, don't slow down, don't turn around, keep going Keep focused on what's ahead of you and not behind you. Do you remember Paul said it like this? He said, for I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to walk by faith. What what does that mean? I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. I'm going to walk by what God tells me, not what my own brain tells me. I'm going to walk by 
faith and not by sight. Do you remember David? David in Psalm 23, verse 4. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. God told Isaiah the same thing in 43, verse 2. He said, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. He's saying, I'm going through the valley, but I'm not going to fear evil because God, you're with me. Be strong, be courageous because God, you're with me. Touch somebody and tell them right now, be strong and be courageous. Come on, come on. Tell somebody else, be strong and be courageous. Tell somebody wherever you go, No, 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 no. Say that with conviction. Wherever you go. Look what he says right here. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Tell somebody, wherever you go, be strong and courageous. God will be with you when you're going through the valley. God will be with you when you're going through the deep waters. God will be with you when you're going through the fires. God will be with you when you're going through cancer. God will be with you when you're going through anxiety. God will be with you when you're going through depression. God will be with you when you're going through a divorce. God will be with you when you're going through betrayal. God will be with you when you're going through loneliness. God will be with you when you're going through hell. I will be with you. I will be with you. And I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Somebody needs to believe that today. Somebody needs to believe that today. Somebody, I said, somebody needs to believe it today because God is with you. God is with you. And when God is with you, when God goes with you, you get God's protection. You know the verse he said, if God is for me, does anybody know that verse? If God is for me, who can be against me? He says, if God is for me, he said, listen, no weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And when, when God goes with you, you get God's peace. You get his protection, but you get his peace. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It surpasses all understanding. Man, I should be going through hell right now but I feel the peace of heaven. I have the peace of God. It makes no sense. Man, if you look at my life and I told you about it, you would think, man, I'm losing my mind, but I'm not losing my mind. It makes no sense. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Man, I I should be having a panic, panic attack right now, but instead God's peace 
and power is actually attacking that panic. His peace. His peace. His peace, it doesn't make sense. And it guards our hearts and it guards our minds. You could, you could be seated. I still have another point. I should have ended right there. You guys good for another one? One more? I don't know. I'm just so sick of like being fake and, and like we're so worried about what everybody thinks about us and I just, I'm getting to a place I just don't, I li- I'm just like that, I don't care. I, I just want to be who you want me to be. I want to preach the way you want me to preach. God, if, if, if you move me to tears, move me to tears. Number four. Get ready for God's blessing. And number four is this. This is a big one. If you, if you want God's blessing, you got to meditate on God's word day and night. That's what the scripture says. Meditate. Meditate on it day and night. If you want to be blessed, you better get your face in the Bible. Because some people, you know, it's like, oh, I want God to bless me. I just, I don't read my Bible ever. I want God to bless me. And I come to church once every 15 weeks. And that's the word I hear. See, this is what he says. I want to read to you the power of this. He says, be strong and courageous and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. What is the law? It's God's word that my servant Moses gave to you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be success. This is important because there's a lot of like workshops and like little motivational things you can go to. And it tells you what success, you know, how to get there. Now, this is telling you how to be successful. This, save your money. This tells you. He says that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your what? Lips. If it's going to be on your lips, we talked about this two Sundays ago, it needs to be where? In your heart. Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. He says, always on your lips, meditate. Somebody say meditate. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, that you will be prosperous and successful. So he says, meditate, meditate. Now, I just want to talk about the word meditate for a minute because we've corrupted like this word meditate. The word meditate is a Bible word. It's not a new age word. Meditate's a Bible word. It's not a, it's not a Sedona, Arizona word. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like, because some people think of meditate and you think of some person sitting in crisscross applesauce with their antennas up. And, and, <laughs> And, and you know, man has a funny way of like corrupting everything that God made good. Like, like, have you ever been to Sedona? The God part is beautiful. The man part is weird. (laughs) So he says, meditate. So, so let's not make this more complicated than this. Meditate means 
that I think about something. I focus my thinking on it. I med- meditate on this word day and night means I'm focused on it. I'm thinking about it. He says, be careful to obey it. Don't turn away from it to the left, to the right. Keep it on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Then you will be prosperous. Then you will be successful. Then you will be blessed. Psalm 128 verse 1 says this. I want us to read this one out loud together. Ready? Here we go. Happy are those who obey the Lord, who live by his commands. That's true. Did you know that the Bible is a book of blessings? I know some people think it's a book of bummers. (laughs) Some people do. But it's a book of blessing. It's not a book of bummers. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't know, man. It says don't commit adultery. That kind of sucks. Like, what a bummer. Thou shalt not murder. Well, that sucks. There are some people I would rather have done life without. I got some people I'd like to knock off secretly myself. (laughs) You mean I can't do that, Lord? It's It's a book of blessing. And this is what I've learned is that medita- meditating means that I'm focusing on his, his book, on his word, his scriptures. I'm meditating on it, okay? And, and, and what I've learned about my own life is that whatever you value, you make time for. That's, fa- that's big facts. Whatever you value, you make time for. I have this little saying that I say, I said, you have time for what you have time for. It's in, it's in one of the books I wrote. I forget which one, but you have time for what you have time for. That's a fact. Well, I just don't have time. Like you have time for what's important to you. Y'all have time to get up and check social media for the first hour in the morning. We got time to wind down for two hours before we go to sleep on our cell phones and laptops you you what you love you you what you value you put you you put your time into that right and and so what i'm saying is that if you love god if you love his word and if you want to be a blessing to god and you want god to be a blessing to you we need to meditate on god's word i need to meditate on it so that i can carefully obey it I need to carefully obey it. I need to talk about it. I need to share it, preach it, proclaim it, praise it, pray it. Then you will be blessed. Let me, let me read to you from Deuteronomy 6. We're almost done. Some of you are getting grumpy. We're almost done. Getting hangry. Deuteronomy 6, 5, and 7. It says, love the Lord God. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. I love this part. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Some of y'all are afraid to talk about God and his word. That's crazy. Talk about them when you sit at home. When you walk along the road. When you lie down. When you get up. Talk about them. God's God's word is better than life. God, you know that the Bible says about the Bible that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword 
that the Bible says in Ephesians 6 about the Bible that we should take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The Bible, this is what David said. There's a chapter in Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. David said in verse one, he said, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might, what? Not sin against you. I've hidden it in my heart. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because there's something to this. God, I have buried your word into my heart so that I won't sin against you. You know that in the times of the Old Testament and even in the times of Jesus, that the Hebrew boys had to memorize the first five books of the Bible before they were 12. Did you know that? It's called the Pentateuch. Before they were 12, man. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Now, I don't know about y'all, but have you read the first books of the Bible? The first five books. Genesis, I mean, that's actually kind of cool. It's like Adam and Eve and the creation and like Jacob and Esau and like Rebecca and Isaac and Joseph and Abraham. It's a pretty cool storytelling book. Exodus is pretty cool because it's about the life of Moses but have y'all ever read Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy? I've read it, and I don't even know what it's about. It's like, what? It's all law, and it's all, like, specs and sizes, and the, I mean, it's crazy. They memorize the first five books of the Bible. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's a weapon that... A lot of us don't know how to use. You know what I'm saying? Like if a boogeyman came in your house and say you had a gun, but you'd never used it. And you're like. That's some of y'all with the word of God. Jesus in Matthew 4, do you remember the temptation of Jesus? (laughs) Sorry. Temptation of Jesus? The Bible says he's out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He's fasting. And then the Bible says something profound. It says he was hungry. (laughs) Don't you love the detail? And then it says the devil came to Jesus and tempted him. And he says, Jesus, if you really are the son of God, Turn these stones into bread. Isn't it just like the devil to hit us and target us right where we're most vulnerable? And and what does Jesus say? Jesus immediately, he pulls out his iPhone and he Googles a scripture. Yeah, and he's like, hold on, hold on, devil. I'm trying to find a good verse to get me through this moment. Hold on, hold on. Nope, not there. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work either. He says immediately, the word of God says that man does not live on bread alone, but the very word of God. The devil tempts him three times. All three times, Jesus immediately quotes Deuteronomy. And all three times, he withstands temptation. You know what's crazy? is like, I heard this about 10 years ago, and it's always stuck with me. And this is what somebody said, or I read an article, or so I don't know, but it said, we live in the most 
biblically illiterate generation in history. And yet the Bible is more available than it's ever been in history. I I mean, think about it for a minute. Like we have something now on our phones called the Bible app. It's free. Like when I was in my 20s and even before that, but like all the way up and probably till I was, man, 30, you had to buy a leather bound Bible from a bookstore. Those don't exist anymore. Well, the impact clothing store exists and it has Bibles, but, but some of y'all don't even have the Bible on your phone right now. And I'd like you to stand to your feet and no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Man. I'm just messing with you. Like the walk of shame. Yes, that is what I'm saying is like the Bible is the app is such a cool tool. And if you don't have it, it's a free download. You go to your app store, type in Bible, the U Y O U version Bible app. It's free. It's got every different translation of the Bible in it. It's got daily devotionals. It's got daily reading plans. You could say, you know what? I want to go through the Bible in the year, hit the button, and it's going to feed you scriptures every day. You could say, I want to go through the New Testament in the year. It's going to feed you. You can actually befriend people inside of the Bible app for accountability and say, hey, let's do this together. There's devotional after devotional after de- thousands. You could say, man, I'm going through anxiety right now. There's about 1,200 devotionals for that. Man, I'm going through fear. I'm going through relationship problems. I'm going through a sickness. The the Bible is a weapon that a lot of us, even that go to church all the time, do not use. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Then let's look at this one. 105 verses later. David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my path. It means it leads you. God's word leads you, it guides you, it leads you spiritually, emotionally, physically, geographically. Allow God's word to lead you. I I wanna pray for you. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we thank you for your word today. What a gift. What a gift. We're grateful that your word leads us and guides us. And God, we're grateful that your presence protects us, gives us supernatural peace. God, we know that you have a promise for our life. We know that you have a purpose for our life. We know that you have a promised land. And we want to walk in the blessings of God, but God, We want to be a blessing to you. And listen, if you're here today, maybe today you're not a Christian yet, or you don't think you are, you don't know if you are. Today, Today, I want to just tell you that today, God wants a relationship with you. That he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you. And he wants you to live for him. 
you're here today and you say, you know what, PT, I, I want to take a step today in my own life. I, I want to cross the Jordan River into salvation today. Then I want you just to pray right where you are right now and say, Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for giving me yours. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for paying the price for my sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The Bible says for all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. The Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then we will be saved. So today, God, we believe. We confess that you are Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. God, we thank you that there isn't a single weapon that the devil can throw at us that you won't intercept and put down. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you that we can take up the shield of faith. That will fight off all the fiery arrows of the evil one. As you taught us in Ephesians chapter 6. Impact Church, would you stand with me for a minute? Lord, I just pray your blessing upon everybody today. God, as we try to step out and walk in the blessings of God, because we want to be a blessing to you, God. I pray your favor. I pray your love, your grace, your mercy. I pray that doors open for people this week, opportunities open. God, as we put you first, Jesus, you said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. You said chase the kingdom and everything else will chase you. So God, today we chase you. We chase your goodness. We chase your word. We chase your presence. God, we want to worship. We want to praise. We want to abide in you, Father. We pray that you take care of the rest. We pray this in Jesus' name. We all say, amen. Impact Church, let's give Jesus some love today again. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to connect and celebrate with you. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life.